Monday on Daily Delivery. Welcome, everybody. Patrick Royce here with me. I am Michael Rand. Patrick, a um, lot to get to today. I want to talk some twins, some Vikings, a little bit of golf, but I want to get your impression. And actually, um, in a minute here, I'm going to play the full the full quote from uh, from Rocco Baldelli, the Twins manager, but basically acknowledging on Sunday kind of what everybody, you know, it's not a, not a big house secret, I guess, but you don't necessarily hear teams saying this or people saying this very often that basically acknowledging that the Twins are heading into a rebuild. It was just nice of him to say it, I guess. And with Kent and Maeda maybe missing all of next season, that should probably become obvious. But what the... What did you make of what Rocco had to say? And then I'll play that quote in a little bit. Well, I think we all realized that this was going to, that this was uh, what, where we were headed, even though uh, when they made all the trades and uh, at the end of July, they were saying, this is, uh, you know, we think we are going to be really good next year. And the lingo on the broadcasts and, uh, you know, the, the, the radio guys aren't quite, aren't, aren't as bad as the TV guys, but the lingo we were getting was that, uh, no, no, we, we think we're going to really be good next year. That was the, the Falvey right. line, that was the Falvey line. That was the sort of the inside the organization line. And then now Rocco comes out and, uh, you know, lineup wise, this doesn't have to be a rebuild. The lineup's okay. But, sure. uh, I mean, pitching is, pitching is God awful now. And, uh, now you don't have Maeda, you don't have Barrios. You next year, you go into next year with no starters. Bailey Ober, I'm not ready to declare uh, established starters because they won't let him pitch over five innings, you know. And right. They won't let him throw more than 70, 75, 80 pitches. I got to see him. I got to see him throw 105 pitches and go seven innings a few times before I say, okay, he's a big league starter. Uh, there's, there's hope for him, but there's nothing else. This kid for the Olympics who's pitched okay in St. Paul, uh, is pitched good, but he's only pitching four or five innings. Right. You, you, you got to see somebody. They have at this point no established starting pitchers. And Jim wrote a column today saying, "Well, they got to go out and get the most. You know, go out and make a bid for the biggest starter there is." Well, you know, why? Why? <laughs> you know, because yeah. I mean, I, I think it would be great. But then what happens? Then then you need four <laughs> instead of five, right? right? I, I guess I. You, you, their only chance here is pitcher development. This, the only chance to get out of this mess is pitcher development. They are, they went from fourth, and I've said this 20 times, they went yeah. from fourth in ERA to 28th. Yeah. How did that happen? How they made bad, de- they made really bad decisions. Yes, yes, they did. But, uh, I mean, they brought this upon themselves. There's no doubt about it. This, if you were going to go out and spend money on pitching, this was the off season to do it when you had something, it wasn't, uh, you know, do it next year. Cause there's, there's nothing. It, you, you don't get anywhere without developing your own pitchers right now. You have to develop three or four pitchers and, uh, starting pitchers by, by that. I mean, starting pitchers. I, Hey, Mike, I, this came to me the other day when I was watching him pitch right. relief. Caleb Thielbar is going to be the Twins pitcher of the year. Yeah, I saw you tweet that. Yeah, Barrios gone since July 31st. Rogers shut down on July 26th. 
who was your pitcher of the year? A 36-year-old guy who wasn't in the big leagues for five years, who's a hell of a guy, but who's your pitcher of the year? They have none. Maybe so, Andrew, maybe Andrew Albers, the Andrew other 35 year old who hasn't been in the league for five years will end up being it. Well, I said he, he was the starter for the twins this year. I was saints this year on opening day. He'll be the starter for the twins next year. <laughs> I don't, you know, he's a great guy too, but you know, five and a third, let's go here with that 86 mile an hour fastball. It's a, it is a pitching disaster right now. And there's no way that, you can you can get out of it between now and next March. It's there's just not nothing you can do. Well, nothing tec- you can do. I was texting you about that the other day when the, we saw the rotation once Maeda yes. was out of it and it went what Griffin Jacks, Bailey Ober, and then um Albers was in there, yeah, Charlie Albers. Barnes and Charlie who was Barnes. The- who was the fifth? I can't even remember who the fifth was at this point. But, uh, oh, I don't. Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, no, you you asked me if it had ever been this bad. And certainly name wise, it hadn't been bad, that bad. You know, 2000. Uh, uh, 11, some of the ERAs, 16, yeah. 11 and 16. The, some of those ERAs in 2016 were unbelievable. But those were Gibson. I mean, that was Gibson, who at least was a was a big league pitcher having a horrible year. Uh you know, guys like that. Uh, but uh, that, John, no, John Gant. As, John Gant John was Gant, the other yeah. one. As far as nobodies, as far as a collection of nobodies, this is number one by far. Uh, I, you know, I, I would, you know, I mean, when you go back like 81, they were terrible, but they had Frankie. You're going, sure. going six, six and 15. And you looked at Frankie and said, yeah, he's, he's going to be good. And you didn't know how good he was going to be, but you, you, you saw that he was just a guy trying to learn his trade. He was a young guy. They don't eat They're you know, over. Okay. Yeah. He's got a shot. He's got but, a chance. Yeah. But he's got a shot, but he ain't going to be Frank Biola. He no. doesn't have that mix of pitches. And uh, just, I, 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 right now they're, they're stuck, man. And people, they uh, they had a nice crowd because of Brewers fans on on Saturday night they had twenty nine thousand but they're pretty much stuck in the seventeen to twenty thousand uh, customer range in a one of the greatest summers you've ever had for going to baseball games. People have given up on them. They they are in desperate straits with the public. I think really I think this is a horrible situation. The game's in trouble. And they are in bigger trouble than the game. This this is a crowded sports market, and people have just basically, between the pandemic and everything else, uh, first of all, staying away and being as disappointed as they are in this group, and then have uh, you know have Rocco Pamp offering us pablum and nobody ever talking the truth, and uh, and we finally got a little truth out of them, but uh, they are in terrible shape right now the twins financially i think too they're gonna be they're gonna i don't know how many season tickets they sold this year but uh i, I bet they don't sell six seven thousand next year i bet it's 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 bad to the bad these are the bad old days right now in my opinion and the rebuild um could save him some money too let's play the rocco quote before we get too deep into this here's rocco i think it was pre-game sunday he got asked kind of about, you know, how are they thinking about the roster for the rest of this season, how they're thinking about the offseason. And he, you know, he took it in a pretty 
interesting direction. So here is Rocco Baldelli from Sunday. This is the way that you have to rebuild yourself on a regular basis in this game, um, especially in an organization. You know, it's not the payroll of the the Dodgers or the Yankees, and you, you build teams differently when you have a different um, when you're in different places. And uh, this is exactly what I've always kind of anticipated and and thought could happen at some point that I knew it was going to be right now. Absolutely not. But um, you do have to find ways to, uh, you know, want, like develop your own players and and find uh, other players that are going to help you win games in a big way uh, at the major league level. So I think the the piece that, uh, that that caught my that made my ears perk up, and I think Jim Suhan latched onto this one too in his column um, was when Rocco said, "This is the way that you have to rebuild yourself on a regular basis in this game, especially in an organization that doesn't have the payroll of the Dodgers or the Yankees." And that's that's true by and large, but you don't usually hear people say the quiet part out loud, especially when you're the with when you're the Twins, do you? Yeah, and uh, explain Tampa. Exactly. That's the other <laughs> thing know, I was going to say. The lowest payroll in baseball. Explain Tampa. Make good decisions. Figure stuff out. Develop some pitchers. You know, develop. You know, we've talked about it before. If that was supposed to be Falvey's deal, develop yes. pitchers. 2016. They got the jab in 2016. It's five years later. I know they missed the year of minor leagues. But in 2021 reason, they're not developing pitches as they're so damn careful with them. They never let anybody get a foundation under them. Anytime anybody has a twinge of any kind, they don't pitch. They don't have anybody pitching 120 innings in the minor leagues. That's a prospect ever. They don't, they don't, they, you got to have a foundation to be a starting pitcher. You can't just, you know, pitch. 90 innings in the minor leagues and then say, okay, now we're going to make you pitch. Now we're going to ask him to pitch 160. doesn't work that way. They don't give these guys any foundation. They're so damn careful with everybody. And they, still get, and they still get hurt. Yeah. And they still get hurt. One reason is they don't have a foundation. Yeah. You know, make yeah. them pitch through something for God's sakes. It's uh, this team. Uh, it's, it is a very hard, uh, it's a very hard team to enjoy, but I am glad. They're getting on a plane and flying to Detroit today for that all-important game with the Tigers. What's that? No, look, back through, look back through the schedules of baseball, okay? they Bad teams always were playing 160, and they weren't making up games that are meaningless. Guess what? There's no reason for the Twins to go to Detroit to play this game. It means nothing to the Tigers, and it means nothing to the Twins, and, neither, and the Tigers don't have a, a fan base. You know, they don't have a, a season ticket base either that you have to satisfy. Why is this being done? It's so oh, stupid. Probably it's like probably like performance incentives and draft position, but that's all I could, that's like all I could think of while you were while you were rolling there. But yeah, yeah. it's it's it means nothing in the standings. It doesn't. No, and that, I mean it's traditional in baseball that say, okay, if one of the you know we got rained out our last time, we went we're we we are we're in your town, and if it means anything, we'll make it up on the day after the season ends. Well, there's no chance this one will mean anything. It it is uh, it's ridiculous. I mean that's a minor thing to be complaining yeah. about today, but it's just <laughs> stupid. It just shows the stupidity that surrounds this game right now. 
some of it located here. What last thing on the twins before we move on to the Vikings and some golf. When do you think they realized they being the twins and you know Rocco, Falvey, Levine, the brain trust? When do you think they realized that this was as bad as we thought it was for a while now? Was there like a moment? Was it July? Uh, was it do you think you know, the made the made injury? Does that push them over the edge? What how how recently do you think they came to the conclusion that yeah, uh, this is not going well? Oh, no, it came before the Maeda injury, for sure. It came, I mean, they've known it for six weeks, you know. I mean, they had to have, right? Yeah, six weeks. Yeah, they've known it for two months, for God's sakes. They knew it early July. They knew it before the All-Star game that uh, this was going nowhere. There's actually some, some, a couple of things to be feel better about if you're those guys. Is it maybe, yeah, okay, maybe we can bring Sano back next year and and he can hit 235 and not strike out 50% of the time. Cause I mean, he's actually had a little bit of an approach at the plate lately. Uh, and there's, you know, Polanco has been great there. They need a shortstop. Uh, you know, Donaldson looks usable in some sense. Uh, I, I think to me, it's if, if you plan to compete in any way, you're a hell of a lot better off spending your money on Buxton and hoping that he plays yes. than going out and spending a, trying to sign a very expensive pitcher to help a pitching staff. That's got no chance right now. But, uh, I, I, you know, I, they've known for a long time. They're not, they're just not willing to say it, but one, but one of our big problems too, Mike is in the, in the zoom era and the lack of contact era and the whole thing is for, for the, for the reporters, it's, it's harder to, to run into these guys and talk to, you know, track down these guys and do the whole thing and talk to them and try to figure out what, what, yeah. what they care. That's and, true. You know, and these guys are, you know, Falvey and I like Falvey. I like Levine. I like both of them, but they're, they're BSers, you know, they're not right. going to, they're not going to flat out say, boy, do we stink. So, right. you know, and uh, at least they don't have Sandy Alderson's problem in New York. <laughs> Is that the story ever? The guys, the guys putting their thumbs, thumbs down. Thumbs down to the fans. <laughs> They're eight, eight and nineteen this month. Right, eight and nineteen this month, and you bring in Baez because he's Lindor's buddy. Lindor's making three hundred and twenty-one million dollars. He's been terrible, and he's giving the fans a thumbs down. It's great. Sandy, Such a new, it's so New York. Yeah, I love Sandy. I know him from way back when with Oakland, and you know he's got to be seventy something, doesn't he? He's got to, yeah. he's got to be like he was the architect of those '80s teams, wasn't he? Yes, yes. The hey, La Russa were kind of hand to hand in hand. Yeah, he's got to have a twitch in his forehead like he's having an aneurysm when he says, "What the hell are you doing, you dummies? You know, we spend all this money on you. Lindor's making three hundred twenty-one million, and we're doing thumbs down to the fans because we stink. Unbelievable! Ah, I love athletes because some of them can be such idiots. It's unbelievable. Alderson seventy-three. I like the real-time wow. fact-checking I can do when I just have a. Yes. Everything information at your uh, at your fingertips. Um, anyway, I just wanted to throw. That's that great. In. That, I saw that last night. I was like, "Wow, that's <laughs> that's only going to make it worse." I mean, and it Baez, is. the Baez goes up and brings the kid with him for the sympathy. You bring, right. you bring yep. the baby with you. That's what you I do. Don't care if you got a baby or not, you're still a you're still a moron. Okay, but <laughs> baby, um, 
Baby with moron should have been the picture. Oh, shit. <laughs> been, baby should have been wearing that T-shirt onesie. Yes. Um, Patrick, uh, I started something a week or two ago um, about the Vikings. Every time something happens, I play a little, a little sound effect to, to signify my dings of concern. And Irv Smith Jr. is the Oof. latest. Let's play it right now. Yeah, so that's uh, that means what Irv Smith menis- reportedly has got a meniscus problem. He's going to miss. Sounds like he's going to miss the start of the year at least. Don't know exactly how long. Those things can be relatively quick with surgery. But, yes. you, know, uh, you know, when Jimmy Butler had that in, you know, the 17-18 season with the, with the Wolves, that's the, the one that re- jumps to mind right away. That was like a four or three or four week injury. He missed like 17 regular season games. So NBA, that's yeah, that's a little bit longer than three or four weeks. But you know, he's not their best player. But everybody kept talking about him having a breakout season, and just you know, just add it to all the other little things, Patrick. Yes, yes, it is. And uh, you know, well, uh, you know, I'm 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 interested in uh, a bunch. Of, you know, we it's still I still think they have enough good players that they have enough good players that they're not going to be bad. Okay. But they could be 10 and seven, nine and eight, you know, they could be, they could be in that range. I, they, they should have been better than that, but uh, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's just been a very, not nothing good has happened since the first day of practice is the yeah. problem, right? Not nothing good has happened. What I mean, nothing that said, wow, that's really going to help. You know, Kellen Mond is not your backup quarterback. I mean, he might have to play, and certainly, yeah. You said you were listening to Spielman on the radio oh. TV simulcast, and Mond throws an interception right away, and he blames it on the receiver and uh, making excuses. Uh, I, I, you know, I said this on Twitter. Why didn't they? If that Minshew got traded for a sixth rounder, why didn't they give him a fifth rounder? They need a backup quarterback. They've traded yeah. a, they traded a fifth rounder for a kicker they didn't keep. So I couldn't they trade <laughs> yeah. remember when they got Kari Viedvik for a fifth yes. round pick? Yes, I remember that. But uh, you know, they well, they don't want to admit that that they didn't, you know, because they bragged so much about taking Kellen Mond that they, they they don't want to admit it. Maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe three years from now he's gonna be a player, right. but he's he's far from ready to ready to play now if something would happen to cousins and you know cousins not going to get hurt but he might get COVID again you know so he might get you know he might end up in quarantine or something so this is not a year i don't think in the nfl with the with the COVID flying around again that you can you can not you you can go without a backup quarterback do you do you think so i mean yeah especially especially when your starter's not vaccinated i mean if if you yes if you feel like it's you know, if you feel like your starter's vaccinated, that there's, you know, it's only like any other year with the injury risk. But yeah, with with Cousins right now, and with you know Mond, I thought looked a little bit better at times on on Friday, but you know probably later in the game when, you know the probably was down to the third string largely for for both teams. But yeah, he has not looked to me like someone who can go in and you know he he can he can run so you know in a in a pinch he might you know he might be kind of like that change of pace that can help you for a quarter or two he doesn't seem like the guy's going to help you for three or four games if something happened to cousins okay i got a question for you yeah. you know i thought it was idiotic when tim walls offered people a hundred dollars to get a vaccine 
yeah. uh, get vaccinated. And I, I keep getting notices from the health department that I, I could get a hundred dollars for a vaccination, even though I've had it. So you know, that their, their paperwork isn't real good, but do you think that the Vikings just gave a guy 64 million so he would be vaccinated? Harrison Smith. <laughs> you think Harrison Smith had to agree to get vaccinated before they uh, gave a sixty-four billion dollar contract? That's a good question. I don't think they can do that. Twenty-six. They, they Twenty-six guaranteed. It. Twenty-six guaranteed. I think that. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think that maybe they said Harrison, we'll give you a new contract only if you get vaccinated. So <laughs> apparently, I mean, that's that's a very expensive uh, a bribe for a vaccination. I it's also. It's also a very big contract for a uh, 32. I didn't realize he was 32. Yeah. My old, I was this thinking is his 10th, this is his 10th year. This wow, is his 10th yeah. year. He was 2012 oh. draft, right? Although they can basically get out of it after what next year or two years. Yeah. Two right. Years the, way the, the way these things are structured, right. It's, it's a little 26 a little million, different. 26 million guaranteed. But uh, I, 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 I'm kind of surprised. What was the need to do this? Does he up? Was he? Or you yeah. only had one year left. I think this is his last. One. This is the last year of his contract. Okay. okay. So I'm, they waiting, gave, I'm still waiting for O'Neill too. That's the next one that they've got to do is the O'Neill extension. That's going to be that's that's going to be a lot more of it's going to be guaranteed than than, than yeah. that. So, but yeah. yeah, they're they're really a mystery, man. I, uh, I I I I think we said this a couple three weeks ago. I've I I I can't remember a Viking season where I'm. You know, a week before the opener, and I have such a non-firm opinion on where they're all over the map. Such a high range, yeah, Yeah. because the division stinks. You know, the Packers—they get shut out. We're supposed to feel good about Jordan Love being. I mean, Rodgers hasn't played yet, but I think they're they're ordinary, and the other two teams stink. Uh, So they. And they get to they they get to go kick the hell out of Cincinnati in the opener, right? If they lose that one, then then right. you got problems. They stink. So uh, you know, I I think that you know they'll go there, win by two touchdowns, and run the ball down their throats, and everybody will be happy. But uh, where this thing is headed, I have no idea right now. Yep. And you well, I'm just I'm just hoping they make the playoffs because I don't want to lose them because I don't want. <laughs> I don't want some 38 year old BS or to be their coach. So anyway, you referenced Spielman. That was a, that was one thing that kept me watching that game Friday. <laughs> they had the Vikings GM in the, in the booth with, with PA and uh, yeah, that game was simulcast. So the TV feed was the same and it just, you know, it was, it was good. It was, it was good of him to do it, but it was kind of comical because yeah, Mond had two turnovers during that time. You're right. When he did the over, he overthrew somebody. He, you know, Spielman said, yeah, I think the receivers got to give him a little bit better effort there. Something, something like oh, yeah. that. And just like bad yeah. things happening while he was in the booth, just, you know, uncomfortable yeah. moments are what I live for in the preseason. Well, there were a few years there when, uh, I was, I had the radio show and, uh, we would go down to Mankato and K-Fan would be set up like right behind the goalposts. And uh, then yeah. our station, we'd be down at some bar down the corner, you know, way down. And, and you know, the what was going on at the field was a rumor and everything. So, but we were down. <laughs> we, we, we were in Mankato. 
we got Rick to come over one day. You Rick did? Okay. Break. Rick came over. And we about five minutes in, I finally said, you know, you can say nothing better than anybody I've ever seen. <laughs> he never came back after that. I just, I just, he drives me nuts. He says nothing. I love the draft preview when he, oh, yeah. he, has, he has the big draft preview press conference, which he says, we've been taking a lot of phone calls and that's supposed to get us all excited. Oh, we've been taking isn't that what you're supposed to do? Take yes. a lot of phone calls. You know, he, he drives me crazy. He says nothing. Do you see so, uh, the wise owl had uh, a piece on Zimmer, the, the, the yearly piece on Zimmer, maybe giving up uh, play calling duties. For yes, the defense. Right. Yeah. Uh, the this of all years. Said, I don't think so. Oh, no, God, no, no chance. And by the way, give it to the sun for goodness right. sakes. Hey, by the way, did you know this, that Alfred Smith, the new 39-year-old coach of the Falcons, is the son of the FedEx billionaire? No, I didn't know that. Yes, yes. Huh. He's the son of the FedEx billionaire. I didn't uh, know that. You know, he, his old man's worth like 50-some billion dollars. Amazing. So, and he's, uh, he, they kind of picked this guy out of obscurity. And by the way, they stink too. Uh, so uh, anyway. That's I just I just noted that as a note. Let's talk about Bryce. Yes, just going to move to that. Have you Bluto? What <laughs> I call him Bluto. Bluto. It was it was a great playoff. Um, oh, it's fantastic. But have Bryson is just he's unlike any golfer I've ever seen. He's so talented, but I I don't still remember golf having a sustained and you know well-drawn like this so well-drawn villain but everybody you know he's he picking fights and people don't like him and he's he it's not an act i don't just don't think he's a very nice person here's, like what here, what is it here's the other thing okay doug ferguson has been covering golf for a hundred years for yep. ap right and there's these guys golf writers are the easiest audience there are they you know they love the sport they're all you know, they're all my age. Well, they're not my age, but they're old. You know, and they've been doing it forever. And they treat these guys with the ultimate respect. You know, they, yeah. you know, they ask them what club they hit instead of, you know, is that story about your drunken driving crew or something? You know, I mean, they, they basically are the easiest crowd there is for covering something. Because sure. all these guys are treated with dignity, you know. He's not talking to anyone in the media now ever since the Olympics. Uh, nobody except if they're an official partner of the PGA Tour. Uh, in other words, uh, you know, I guess the Golf Channel or places sure. like that, you know. But he's not talking to Doug Ferguson and guys like that who've been – kissing up and promoting golf right. for 40 years you know he's, not, he's feuding with those guys too because of some reason but and here's the thing he and cantley have one of the great one of the greatest like i mean i was fixated on golf all afternoon and stayed with them and hell they played it was almost dark they already yeah. gonna play one more hole and it was great i mean cantley made some putts and then DeShambo after he hits it in the creek ends up hitting this ungodly wonderful shot to keep the playoff going 
And now it ends and he stomps off and he basically gives Cantley the one second handshake. After that, nobody in history has ever had a playoff like that where they didn't sit in the middle of the green for 15 seconds and tell each other how wonderful it was, right? right. This guy goes stomping away, doesn't talk to anybody. What a jerk. And he's, you know, he's Bluto and he plays this mechanical game. He hits the thing 800 miles. He should be the hero of the youth of America, right? Right. right. They love power. They love that stuff. I mean, it's I, I, I root against him. And I, I thought it was something that happened on the green that he was barking at Cantley, but it was he was getting ready to hit his shot and Cantley was walking. Okay. Yeah. The other, right. other side of the fairway, the other side of the fairway. And, okay. You know, walking while while DeChambeau was still trying to figure out what club he was going to hit. And he yelled over to, can you stop the walk in there, Patrick, or something like that. Okay. Well, so Cantley, according to the TV guys, Cantley had the, uh, was who's a pretty well stoical guy, was uh, fuming about it the rest of the night, day, and and this guy. Yeah, but it, God, it was great. It was oh, great. Yeah. They they ripped that place up though. Cavs Caves Valley. And I don't think they had a tournament there in twenty some years. But they yesterday the average score was sixty eight and a half. Oh, there they, they just tore it up, but just not long enough, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, but it was it was a great playoff. And you're right, golf's got a villain, and they probably need one. Yeah, well, the thing with him yeah. and Kepka is great. I mean, Kepka doesn't. Oh, yeah. Kepka hates him, and you know these guys <laughs> are going to be Ryder Cup teammates, right? I mean, how's that? Yeah, well, they they are. Yeah, Steve Stricker had to uh, the captain had to call them and uh, get them on <laughs> Zoom conference calls to to make sure they could agree to play with each other. And Kepka Kepka says, "Yeah, I could put up with him for a week." <laughs> was his quote to somebody. I could put up with him for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like an uneasy truce at best, doesn't it? It does. It does. Sounds like, uh, yeah, it does. It's, uh, it, it does. Uh, But you know, it's, it's, you know, it's good for the game, I guess. God, it takes him a long time to play a hole of golf, though, doesn't it? Yeah, wow. it does. It's a... he, he takes forever. And the, the other thing, but don't you get the impression he's rattling off his numbers and angles and everything just for show to show how intellectual he is, too? That's yeah. 29 degrees, blah, blah, blah. He does hit the ball, though, places that nobody ever dreamed it could be hit. That's for sure. Yep. Well, it was fun. Uh, fun yeah, uh, was. fun playoff and uh, fun show today. Patrick Royce, thanks so much for joining daily delivery we'll do this again next week we got some bonus episodes this week everybody by the way i'll be out at the fair a couple times uh, i think Lindsay whalen and chris finch um so look for those in addition to the regular shows as well patrick uh, have a great week we'll see you we'll see you monday next week uh one last thing yeah america's oldest college football team 26 ohio state 24 i oh. can feel it coming oh we'll talk about the that old- next monday for sure all right see ya goodbye bye Thank you.